All right, here we are back with another podcast. Only three of us. BJ is uh, nursing a sore vagine at the house. So, oh, he's, he's uh, sick. He's sick. He's sick. Yeah, he's sick. Poor BJ. So, let's kick this thing off. Well, first of all, hey, what's up, dudes? What's up, man? What's up, fellas? Good to see you. It seems like it's been a long time. You got your reading glasses on there, Rob? Oh, sorry. I was getting ready to read our stuff, so I've got to uh, put my... I've got my glasses here for when I don't wear my contacts. Dude, you look good, son. (laughs) Damn, you should wear those all the time. I'm getting old. I can't see shit no more, so I got to have my little cheaters with me all the time. You buy a whole whole box of those at Sam's Club? Yeah, so what, man? It's just my glasses, bro. (laughs) Dude, I used to wear glasses when I was younger, and they were, I called them birth control glasses. They were like the bottom of a Coke bottle. (laughs) My eyes were so bad. And then I got LASIK surgery like 15 years ago and changed my life. Well, please, I hope that there is a photo somewhere of you wearing those glasses. (laughs) Because if so... We're going to make you famous, baby. I've burned everyone I've found, so I'm pretty sure my brother's got something in his <laughs> boxes of photos somewhere that he could bust out at the most inopportune time. There you go. Although my birthday's coming up, and usually he's pretty good for going on Facebook and posting embarrassing photos of me on my birthday, so you might see something entertaining then. Yes. Well, no one knows when your birthday is because your birthday on social media is the wrong day. So <laughs> that's all right. Uh, that's okay. So, Scott, I know you've been fishing. Let's hear about it. What do you got, dog? I have been fishing a little bit. In fact, I think uh, I missed most of the last episode because of that. Sorry yes, about did. that. That's okay. Hey, I showed up. I just showed up a little Wait. bit tardy. <laughs> I showed up in time for the wrap up, but yeah, Jesus, man, I've been, uh, it's been a while. I've been doing a lot of fishing. I started off, uh, started off about halfway through, uh, oh, what was it? About halfway through January, uh, decided to go a different direction in my career path. So I've been taking a little me time, decided to take a few weeks off and, uh, focus on me so i've been getting a lot of river therapy reconnecting with some friends and and just uh doing a a bunch of fun stuff so well hold up i'm jealous as a motherfucker dude because all the dudes you're hanging out with man i miss all them some bitches i hear you i hear you i miss i know they're all like rob who Rob exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's all right i got shit that works (laughs) no we always talk about you every time we get together i miss them mm-hmm Good. So sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I've been, uh, the nice thing is like when you do a fly fishing podcast, it's kind of like anytime you're out there, you're doing field research, right? Yep. So you're researching, you're coming up with content, you're doing it. So, you know, things that happen that might be misconstrued to the normal angler as, as a fuck up in, in my case, cause I do a fly fishing podcast. It's actually field research. For example, when I was fishing with uh, with Dan out there going after some carp on the South Platte, uh, we had – I get down to the river, and I realized just as we're getting set up to start fishing that I, uh, I switched. I broke my 8-weight. I switched to my 7-weight, mm. and I just switched the reel over. Didn't even look at it, and it had sink tip on it. 
At a boy, that's fun car fishing. So I had a, I had an indicator rig set up with a sink tip. We get down to the river, and I'm like, oh, some bitch. Now, normally, <laughs> you would consider that to be a fuck-up. But since I do a fly fishing podcast, it was actually field research. So I got <laughs> an opportunity you know, to, to cut my rig off, change reels, and use a, a lesser-used knot to attach everything back on the blood knot. So normally, I use a triple surgeons when I'm rigging up. Uh, so I got to use a blood knot because it's, you know, when you're attaching a, an already rigged setup with two flies and a weight and all that kind of shit, you can't pull the line through like you do when you're doing a triple surgeons. So I got a little field research, got to tie the blood knot big time. Nice. Saver. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we had some fun up there and then I fished with, uh, oh man, I fished, I fished with, with Brittany and Steve and Ben, uh, on a really snowy, wet, nasty day. And, uh, another f- bit of field research. I've talked a lot of times about how to layer up and dressing for the cold. And, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much when I'm fishing, when it's cold, I don't go take breaks. I don't go sit in the car and heat myself up. I don't, <laughs> you know, go make myself oatmeal or whatever. I just fish. Uh, and the reason is because I layer up properly and I keep my body warm and I'm, I'm comfortable, not, not because I'm that cold tolerant. Well, when I went out nah, there, that you point, are, <laughs> well, you I, uh, I fucked up and I, I, when I got there, I had like my, my base layer on and I put my waders on and I didn't put my, the mid layer on my legs that I normally have. So I get out there, and all of a sudden, I'm like, damn, I'm getting fucking cold. And then I also forgot my Sitka jacket, my Gore-Tex. And so after about an hour into it, I had water, cold water, running down the inside from my armpit, down into my underwear. Mm. (laughs) See, all this gear that you use, the layering, the waterproofing, you know, you keep those elements out, you can fish all day. You don't. And you're done after an hour. It's like, yeah, fuck this. This is fucking miserable. So it's uh, it's been a, a little bit of a little bit of fun getting out with people. I've gotten out with Dan uh, a few times and made it up to uh, up to Deckers with Brian, and I've fished Deckers with uh, with Dwayne and with Levi with Dwayne Redford and and Levi Lambert from uh, Minturn Anglers. Um, those are pretty uh pretty solid dudes to fish with i was gonna say i bet you that'd be fun man oh man they've got yeah they've got deckers on lock i mean it's they uh, have to be dude that's their office man you know exactly exactly so that's what's putting the 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 cake on the table to say you gotta know your job man you know yeah and i mean it's just a, a whole different level i mean you go out there and i think i'm a pretty good nymph fisherman and you go out there, and Dwayne was doing nothing but tight lining. I mean, he's nothing but like Euro niffing, and he's got the—I don't know all the all that stuff—but he's got the multicolored leader with the the different sections of it. And he's he's bouncing it down there and trying to fight the wind and kind of struggling with that. Um, but he's still working it out and landing fish. And then you just watch Levi, and it's like I think I'm pretty focused and dialed in when I when I nymph fish. That guy just it's insane. It's like, it's like he can read the fish's mind. He just, you know, he puts that bug exactly where it needs to be and just banging fish, man. So that was a lot of fun. Um, 
but yeah, we've been uh, getting after it. I went down to Pueblo and uh, fished by myself down there and banged some really nice fish. Uh, it was kind of a shit show. So, you know, you're just kind of like bouncing around down there. I know the game down there is pretty much find some good water and camp on it because as soon as you move, somebody's going to slide in there and everybody else is camping all over the river. So, you know, I, I got to say real quick, Scott, on Pueblo, uh, let me throw a little different option in there on you. Um, you know where you're coming in, you, that little bridge that's right there across uh, the water that's like a little walking yeah. bridge? Uh-huh. So I was fishing in there a couple times with some buddies, and, uh, man, threw on some midge emergers, no indicator, very light split shot, cast it straight across, not upstream, straight across, let that thing drop for a few and then I was slowly just stripping those nymphs in, just long, slow strips, and those fish were coming unglued. I did that <laughs> three times at that spot at three different times and crushed fish, man. So next time you get down there, try it, man. You know, some midge emergers? Yeah, I will. It wrecked them, man. I mean, they were just like – I guess they're maybe just used to seeing bugs coming straight down at them and to have something moving – through that water column, it was money, man. I wasn't swinging it, not letting it swing. I was giving it just long, slow strips right back at me, and yeah. they're eating it. So anyway, go ahead. Well, they Sorry. definitely. I mean, that's you know those those fish are right out of that hatchery, and yeah, you know, I know a lot of those fish. They key in on movement, and they key in on that rise. Mm-hmm. I catch a lot of fish on the swing there you know you let that drift at the end of that drift you let it swing up and kind of out a little bit and the other thing i was doing later in the day uh when i saw i mean there were a ton of of noses coming up uh Uh, on the edge of some seams and i'm just like i don't i'm like you know i could switch to a dry but eh, i'm so freaking lazy so i just took all the weight off and i had an emerger on there took all the weight off and i'd throw it out in the riffle and let it let it go out and then i'd swing it out into the edge of it and that rising emerger like every drift i'd get a fish bang on it right at the end of the drift just on that rise i see so many guys not utilize that swing if you're throwing all bugs you're not throwing an egg pattern or a worm or something like that man swing that thing out man you got nothing to lose on that and swing it all the way to the end don't just let it swing up Move that rod tip towards the bank, you know, let yeah. it swing across there. It's, it's very effective. And I think a lot of guys cut it short because they get to the end of they think they're into their, quote, drift, pick it up and shoot it back again. Right. And swing that thing up, bro. You know, swing it. And you it's know, definitely, like, I mean, for me, like, I don't use that. I don't usually let my drift swing uh, mm-hmm. if it's water that, I, that I'd rather fish. I mean, if, if that's what they're taking – then I'll do it, but it's your percentage of getting that fish into the basket is is lower just because it's straight downstream from you, right? And uh, getting a good you don't want to set that hook. You want to let that fish hook itself, basically. Even hang feed it. it a little bit of line, you know, it'll hang itself. But guys will still go to jerk that rod up in the air to set the hook <laughs> and and just rip it right out of their face. But you know the other thing, it. But if it's like where I was fishing. That riffle went off a deep ledge, and then uh, there was a bend in the river. So I couldn't oh, fish I that at. water. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fish that water any other way. 
So, you know, I mean, I could have gone all the way around and cast back upstream, but there was people downstream of me. So, but most of the time I was just running and gunning. I'd spot fish, I'd fish to them, hook them, run it. You know, there, there was only like, there was only really one spot that I got in on that had seven or eight fish working it. And they were all decent quality fish, 17 to 20. And, uh, I just posted up on a boulder where I could kind of halfway see them and was not right on top of them and just started working it. I mean, you, you know how I do. I just, I get the current figured out. I figure out exactly where I need to get those bugs to lay them right in there. And you, they have all those like boulder configurations down yeah. there. So you get those really funky drifts, but so you got to sit there and one inch further away from you is puts it three feet past the fish and one inch closer to you puts it three feet <laughs> on this side of the fish. It's like shit. Yeah. So you got to start messing around with weights and, and get more weight on it. So it gets down quick so you can land it closer and just experimenting. And I like doing that, getting it figured out. Uh, but no, it was a good day. And uh, I, it's, you know, that fishery is what it is. I mean, it's a, it's right in the middle of a state park and it's easy access and there's tons of people that fish it, but you know, like anywhere else, if you want to spend a little time on foot and, and just go try to sight fish and the flows are super low, it was like 55 CFS. Oh. So, mm. you know, there aren't that many places that, that hold fish. Um, but yeah, then there was another, another spot that, I got to at the same time that another guy got to, he was coming upstream. I was going downstream, but I was actually in the river walking straight to the spot that I was going to fish. He was coming up the bank and was like carrying some stuff with him. So I kind of stepped right in and just started fishing. And then he stood there kind of watching me for a second. And I'm like, all right, I'll invite this guy in. So I was like, Hey dude, I can see like four fish working right off of the edge of this seam to my right. So why don't you stand over here? You work that seam. I'll stand on this side of that seam and I'll work this other seam and we could both, you know, bang fish. And we both, he, he pulled a fish out of there. I pulled five or six fish out of there. It was, uh, you know, just a nice, nice, uh, topper for the day. So that's really cool. a good time. What's that? Beautiful. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's uh, I, I, I'm actually getting used to not seeing anybody, dude. So I don't have to yeah. worry. About yeah, yeah, but that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, I miss Pueblo too, man. It's a fun fishery. Uh, it's, it is. And it's, it's it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, nothing wrong with those fish in there. They're they're solid fish. So no, and it's funny to me how you know they fight like like beyond their size you know mm-hmm. you hook up with a fish that you don't see and all of a sudden it's running line and you're like fighting that fish you're going god this has got to be a 20 inch fish and it thinks 15 inches you're like holy crap you just put up that fight like damn son <laughs> so i i had a fish right by the dam i was out up there like throwing double streamers my favorite sex dungeon with a strong slump buster behind it and i had something crank on that thing so hard that when I set the hook, I strip set on it and I actually pulled my arm back. And when I lifted up on it, I was stepping on the fly line and between the fish pulling down and me holding the pressure on my line with my foot broke my rod right there. I was like, damn, whatever that was, dude. And it broke me off after that. I had no idea what it was, but I talked to a few dudes 
and there's some big ass brooders in there. <laughs> well, they said that uh, it's nothing that, that it's not uncommon to catch a big ass, you know, 38, 40 inch pike in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's big carp like, in there, too. Oh, is there? I was like, yep. damn, dude, it jacked my shit up, dude. I was that like, yeah, could be. I've caught a walleye in there before, too, right up close to the dam as well. So, but yeah, you know, that's cool, man. I miss that place. That's a fun place, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I fished the blue a couple times and uh, <laughs> yeah. had some fun. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. You're all over the place, man. I know, Hell yeah, you're making a lot you're of out. people uh, envious. That's for sure. I know. Yeah, I'm, bang- I'm banging on two rivers, and actually, it's the same river, just two different places. I'm in town <laughs> and then uh, up on the South Fork. But last Saturday, I'm sorry, last Friday, it was a shit show. The wind was blowing so hard. My buddy Mike forgot his boots. I was like, damn, dude, that sucks. And I'm rigging up my shit. My rod goes right in the door. Radian, five weight, broke right in half. Ooh. I was like, damn it, dude, we are sucking. Forgotten boots, broken rods. And we just turned around and started banging on fish. We were like, fuck it. Yeah, so. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, you do guys, what you got to do. Yeah, man. You guys would like that fishery. You get, when you guys come up here, man, that's that's one of the places I'm going to take you guys to. Sweet. It's, uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's different, you know, but it's still fun. And so, but, and always shot at a bull trout. Always. Yeah. Always. Man, you, got, you got one yet? No, I have not caught one yet. I, hell, dude, I haven't even seen one. Like, you know, Dang. all these guys catch them, and I'm like, man, dude, I'm out here beating the shit out of the water, and I got nothing. And I'm fishing in a tournament there a week from Saturday, so that's when I'll catch one is when I'm trying to catch whitefish. So <laughs> You're fishing yeah. in a whitefish tournament? Yeah, fishing in a whitefish tournament. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll Respect see the native. That's exactly right. Yeah, so uh, uh, it's to, to make aware that whitefish are native fish in the river, and and they don't belong up in the trees. Right. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. They belong uh, in smokers. That's a talk <laughs> that's okay as too. well. Yeah, that's yes. a talk as well. So, but I'm, uh, I'm going to do some, I be, I fished up there last week. I'm going to fish there next week, uh, three times during the week. And then that way, when I get in there on Saturday, I got a little game plan to hit it up. So hell, we'll see. Sweet. We'll see. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I'm looking forward to coming up. Hell yeah, that'd be fun. It'd be good to get up there, man. Yeah, you guys, anytime you want. One of these days. One yeah. of these days, Rob. One of these. One days. of these days. Well, <laughs> you just uh, you give it. Give me a if you want to do it. Give me a couple months. I might have something lined up, super uber special. So sweet. And well, I've got a uh, I've got a Southwest Airlines ticket sitting out there that I have to use by June. Okay, that'll be so, plenty enough time. They, they fly to Boise, so yes, they do. I'm, I'm down whenever. If I can make this work, dude, it's going to be kick ass, and we'll see if it happens. I'm not going to say anything because I want to jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> Don't jinx it. No jinxing. There it. we go. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, so you can tell us. We won't tell anybody else. <laughs> yeah, we won't. <laughs> so Scott's fishing report was brought to you by True Fly Supply, home. Of the, what did I tell Brandon it was going to be? The PYOB. Pick your own box. Supply drop. There you go. So, for those of you that don't know, True Fly Supply is a monthly subscription that caters to fly anglers. Um, why does it cater to fly anglers? Anybody know? Because you get to pick your own box? Exactly. You get yeah. seven credits 
on their website. Go take a look at it. You can build your own supply drop. You can get flies. You can get weight. You can get floatant. You can Leaders. Get, you could get like 9 million stickers if you used all your credits on stickers. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you're going to, if you got a cooler to decorate, I guess that's the way to spend 25 bucks for a month, you know? Or a Yeti. Or a Yeti. Or a Too Fitty. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, and I mean, you get the flies. If you order the flies, you get a little information card tells you what they are, where to fish them, how to fish them, all that jazz. So it's uh, it's a good deal. Monthly subscription, like twenty five bucks. Go pick your own stuff. P Y O B. Pick your own box at True Fly Supply. Thanks, True Fly. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Like that one? A little ad libby action. I liked it. I like it. Yeah, I don't dude. I'm telling you though, that's a that's a game changer kind of being able to a la carte that stuff it is you know, definitely rather than just here's what you get for the month mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i just i hate like getting if i was to do a subscription i would just hate to get random shit yeah you know yeah I mean? and they're still doing the uh, dollar fly club stuff too right yes still doing so that. you can still just pay you know that subscription and just get the get the flies each month yep that's exactly right sweet Sweet. I'm going to save up my credits and buy some new boots. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm just going to buy a bunch of stickers. I like to see gonna, Yeah, I'm going to trade in 25,000 stickers for, yeah. for a nice pair of Sims G4Zs. Ooh. Yeah. Speaking of boots, I went to. I was going to go get my boots today, and they weren't in. So, warrant, warrant. Uh-oh. What you getting, brother? Uh, I got the, what did I tell you? I got the Sims Headwater Boas. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. mm-hmm. Yeah. Not they, bad. They won't be until I'm still next on the week, fence. So I'm waiting until the uh the Patagonia Danner boots come out and I'm gonna go try some of those. I'm gonna Ooh, tell you speaking I have, of I've seen them and I've been with dudes that use them and I've gotta say they are the shit. Well they, they also have the they'll resole them for you. I mean it's basically like the last pair of boots you'll need to buy. That's for what a- their mo- motto says, and I gotta yeah. tell you, I've they they look good. I mean, I know it's not a, a thing, but they look good. Uh, the guys that are like the product specialists that were trying them out as when we were fishing together a lot this past summer, and they uh, as soon as they come out, it's on. I will have a pair. Really? They, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. but I got a feeling they're gonna be. They gonna be expensive, you know. So. Oh yeah, well they're no, like three hundred fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah, they're yeah. very expensive. Hey, yeah. so I was gonna say this: if you're looking for a pair, though, if you go to the um, Grizzly Hackle Fly Shop Facebook page, I think they're up in Montana. Uh huh. They had three or four pairs for a hundred bucks off right now. What, so what pairs? The old, the older version, the one that you had. Oh, the the, the foot f- tractors. The foot tractors for one hundred eighty mm-hmm. bucks. They had like that ain't three bad, or four. Dude. They had three or four pairs left. I saw that today that on uh, Facebook. Yeah, that's not a bad price, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, that's the only boot I wear right now. I mean, I've been wearing them since they came out with the old style, like 
five years ago, four years ago. They are the best, man. I don't slip on jack shit, and I love getting in people's boats because they know I'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they will never forget once I get out. No, I'm just kidding. I don't they'll, see, they'll see that Rob Griggs has been here. Yeah, I have beat their shit out of the bottom of their boat. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> baby. Yeah. Well, I'll, t- I'll give a little shout out to um, intern anglers too. They've uh, they've taken pretty good care of me on that one. You know how I bought those uh, the G4 boas. Mm-hmm. And they ended up. I ended up really not liking them, and they shrunk up real bad on me. And I've I remember had them that. for uh, mm-hmm. you know I've had them for a year, uh, almost two years. And they said they were going to give me uh, store credit for them against against the uh, the Danner boots and put them oh. in their in their loaner fleet. So, uh, so that's pretty cool of them. Hell yeah, that is cool, dude. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hell yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, they, they they've should loaned be coming me out some Patagonia waders while I've been waiting because I've got I tore some uh, I tore a hole in my Sims waders. Oh, did I was fishing with Brian. Yeah, yeah, we were kind of sliding down this little canyon in the snow, trying to get down to the river, and I went across a, a little bit of rock and tore a hole in my waders. and spent the rest of the day with with thirty four <laughs> degree water in in my left my left boot. So that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, they don't do very good sliding down a hill. Yeah, no, no. That. Mm-hmm. That's why I like to fish by the truck, because you ain't got to climb over none of that shit, dude. Yeah, right. Usually a path from the right. truck right to the river. I fish right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. <Yeah. laughs> well, if, when, once you get to Danner Boots, man, I think you're going to be extremely happy, dude. I, they I hope so, man. I mean, just using like I honestly, when I uh, I went back to my old freestones, which the soles on them are completely worn. There isn't a like anything left of the tread on them, <laughs> and the sides are all split out because you know I fish them in the winter. They freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw, blah blah yeah. blah. And uh, I just I put those things on, and they're like. They're so comfortable. <laughs> I'm like, shit, dude, these things fit me perfectly. So they're size 13. So, and the other cool thing too, like I've got the Sims uh, Freestone pants, the, the oh, yeah. pant waders. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're, you know, they're a large, but the booties on those things are a little too small for my feet. So they're kind of tight on my feet. Oh. And those Patagonia waders that I'm borrowing have the larger booty on them and so they, the larger booty in those bigger boots man my feet are loving it and they got that moraine mor- how do you say that moraine wool or moraine? merino merino yeah there you go wool in there that was like their big draw that first year back in 2011 i think when they came out right. with those for uh you know everybody was like oh dude i want that dude on my feet no, well like, yeah. the one thing i don't like about them is and maybe they've got I, these aren't the zip zip front ones right i haven't haven't seen those but um they don't have any like reinforcement in the knees i mean i've never seen another pair of waders that are like the g4 waders that are just like triple thick in the knees and i mean man it's it'd be it'd be hard to put a hole in those things so well a lot when the first year that they came out with the rio uh galeos or however they say that too um they did they had the padded knees but I, it was like I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I sent him back a lot when I was guiding because this, just right in the crotch, man. Every time, rip, yeah, rip, really? rip, yeah. And where are the G4Zs? That's why I stick with them, man. I mean, I, I'll pay the money because they last. I beat the shit out of them. They're tough, yeah, and they are just 
the best waiter. I mean, and I know people are like, man, eight hundred and fifty dollars or. But well, they're they're more now. Sims just Sims just announced a, an increase on everything they sell. This Gore Tex. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Across the board. Well, what do you do? Nothing. I'm glad I got my shit and call it good. So. <laughs> Pay for it and shut up. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's and, and that's you know that goes back to a previous topic. I mean, we talked about where do you not try to go cheap? You know, you spend yeah. the money on boots and waiters, and man, you're you're never going to regret that because yeah. Take you're care. always going to be comfortable. That's that's the difference between being able to stay out there all day or you know being miserable for the last two or three hours. Yep. Hmm. Ah. Well. What do you do? You just sometimes you just got to pick your battles, you know. And so, yeah, screw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely it's an investment, man. It's, it's an investment. Worth money. Mm-hmm. Yep, especially if you do it for money. I mean, if you're a guide, man, you you want to have stuff that's going to last you the whole season. So, and and if you're an avid fisherman like we are, where you're out every day, not every day, but yeah, three, three times a week, frequently. Yeah, dude, it's worth it, man. You know, so. That's what I say. I do it for money. I mean, I, I totally am down with doing it for money. I just haven't found anybody to pay me yet. <laughs> so if anybody wants you. to throw some money my way, I will absolutely fish for you. <laughs> I think that usually they have to be there and you have to take them. Um, oh, dang it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll do that too. Yeah. The services. If any, I mean, if anybody who fishes me wants to throw money at me, I'll, I'll be fine with that too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh well. So Steven, what are we doing tonight? We've already jabber jawed for like twenty minutes, so Yeah, we're we're forty minutes in. Let's get into some Holy uh shit. Good Lord. Yes, we are. And I've got another thirty minutes of shit. So let's get into <laughs> let this podcast just be about Scotty and his adventures. Let's Today. Like, oh, <laughs> I know. Dude, might as well. Why not? Dude, hey, I'm, I'm trying to get it out of my system because I'm gonna have to go to work eventually. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to go, you know. I I like it. I like the adventures of Scott. Yeah, I think I just hit word number fifty eight just now. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. All right, let's pick up some uh some stuff from Instagram. How's that sound? You want to do some Instagram yes, stuff? Okay. Yeah. Um, dude, I, I will have to say we talked about these before, but, um, man, I like – I'm going to pick Emily. We all know her. She's a good friend of ours. Some of us know her a little bit more than others, but it the is – The River Damsel. The River Damsel. And um, she has a great question. Taking care of your reels and fly line. And the only reason why this struck home for me is because uh, I just got all my reels and fly line cleaned up about two and a half weeks ago. So I'm going to tell you what I do, and I am sure I'm going to get some hate, 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 hate about it. But it works for me. It's always worked for me, and this is what I do. What I usually do is I get my reel, rip off all the line, pull off all the backing, take it all out. Look at it. See if there's any crap that needs to be cleaned out by in in the spool. Grease up anything, any wheels that I can see in there with the backing on. What do you use and, for grease? Uh, I actually have some real grease, just little grease that I got. I don't know. It's like uh, I don't know who makes it. It's some kind of grease real stuff. It's probably like Abu Garcia or some bullshit like that. I don't know some what it is. Hot. Yeah, something yeah, that's, like that. That's what I was gonna say. That's just yeah. dynamite. And so then what I do is I actually. 
where I put my hand on that on the the backing and I hold that thing tight and I put that backing on all my reels super tight, man. As tight as I can hold it and get it on there tight. Once I get to the fly line, here's where it gets squirrely. I actually set my reel down. I go and I get some Windex and I take a paper towel, squish, 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 right on that paper towel and I run my line through that whole entire thing. The whole the whole line through the paper towel with the Windex on it. Once that's done, I change the paper towel to warm, not hot, not cold, warm water. Wipe it all off, and then I have some fly dressing on top of that. Squirt it in the paper towel, and then run it all back through. I do that every time. That's what I do for every reel. And then uh, once I'm good with that, goes right back in my bag. So that's a once a year thing. No, I do that. I do that probably winter time, late spring, summer, sometimes twice, and fall maybe once. I I, I actually try to take care of my my line, man. I, I'm a firm believer in that line makes my rod work. So uh, I keep that shit cleaned up, man. And uh, and I learned putting the, the the backing on to your reel really tight uh, from just fly fishing in salt water. The guides, when you go to a, a place to fish, uh, the first thing to do is just rip all your backing off, man. And they will put that backing on super tight. And uh, I just do it. I just don't know why. Just do it. It's probably the wrong thing to do, but I love doing it. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing to do on a shitty, cold, rainy, snowy day where you're not really anything on TV and you're just like, man, I ain't doing jack shit. I'm going to go sit in the garage and clean up all my reels. And I actually well, clean up my rods and everything else, too. So While Scott fishes. Yeah, while Scott fishes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like doing it. Yeah. So but I wipe my rods down with uh, Windex, too. And uh, just kind of creep them off. I don't clean my quartz or none of that stuff on there. I just just keep everything just wiped down. Uh, check out my ferrules, uh, especially if, uh, you know, you start to see some cracks in the ferrules when you're putting them together. You're like, oh, man, I need to get that in, get it fixed if it's looking weak or anything like that. So it's a good time just to look at your shit, man. Look at it. Check it out, you know. So that's what I do. Do you guys do anything? That's like the one it. bad thing about fishing in the winter is uh, when you're breaking off all that ice, you do you do tend to flex those those uh, eyelets quite a bit, and mm-hmm. uh, you'll crack that gel coat. Yep, the resin mm-hmm. on there. I I did that on uh, on my Saint Croix Imperial. Yeah, and one, yeah. one of them ended up coming up coming undone, popping yeah, out of the resin. Definitely that, and uh, I mean, you're swinging split shot, you're spring, slinging, you know, beads from on um, big streamers, and you know, you're throwing clousers and the barbell eyes can sometimes hit the rods. I mean, you just check all this shit out, man. Make sure things looking good. You know, if you got any nicks, get it in the shop while it's cold. You know, if you're not fishing it, get it in there, get it worked on, get it returned, or whatever you got to do. You know, so. But that's what I do. But I, I I'm kind of weird like that. You guys know that. I'm kind of, I'm kind of shitty weird like that just a little bit i know but that's okay I, I i'm in rehab and i haven't done anything bad lately so perfect yeah so. <laughs> yeah anyway do you guys do anything or no i'm definitely not that meticulous oh but i mean i'll i'll take everything out after you know when i know i'm not gonna fish for a while 
Mm-hmm. I'll take out all my rods, all my rails, and I use, um, I don't know, Rio's got that line cleaner. I'll use that. That's what I put on the after I wipe it off. That's It's got a little green case. You, you like, squirt the stuff inside the green case, and it's got little holes on each side, and yep. you can pull it through. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, but I mean, for like, you know, wiping down rods and shit, I, you know, I try to keep them clean, but I'll, I use, um, I try not to use any chemicals. So I'll use like baby wipes and shit like that. Oh, cause those don't have chemicals on it. There's really nothing. I mean, you're, you know, you're wiping asses with them. So, oh, it's basically just a little cloth and water and a little scent. So mm-hmm. just wipe down the rods, make sure everything's good. Take a look at everything. Make yeah. sure your real seat's not turning. Make sure you're. Your eyelets aren't flexing any weird weird ways, and then you know, like you said, look at the ferrules. Make sure you don't see any cracks in that epoxy because you'll see it. Send it back yep. in. Send it back. Well, who who made that rod that had the uh, the eyes that you could push down all the way and they'd pop right back up? Was that an Orvis rod? I don't know. Those things are legit though. They're like I mean, they're almost like bulletproof. They're like um, they weren't the snake. They weren't the snake guides. They were no. like the sink. They were like the single foot. It wasn't. I can't. I don't think it was Scott. It seems like it was like the Orvis something. Their top of the line rod. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know why everybody just doesn't do that though. Yeah. You know. But because yeah, the snake well. guides look cool. Oh, that's why. I know. The double foot yeah. snake guides. Oh, dude, those things are tits on Money. anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think they're. I think somebody has some of those that are pretty flexible too. Huh, yeah. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about that yesterday, breaking ice off. I was like, man, dude, who made that rod? Because I could just squeeze the eyes down and that ice would pop right off, mm-hmm. you know? But, mm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott's like, pussy. I think they made, yeah, I think they made those out of the uh, the metal that they recovered from the UFO in Area 51. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> UFOs, yes. Actually, that's probably the Roswell uh, UFO. Yeah. See, I don't oh, mind. I, I get I get scared, dude, because I have flashbacks of getting gang probed. And oh yeah, it's, it's a I hear you, sketchy, dude. I, I don't probed. like aliens. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. How do you think aliens. those fish feel when you hook them, bring them out of the water, <laughs> hold them in the air, pop flashes in their eyes, and then let them go? They get back down there. They're like, dude, I was just abducted and messed with. <laughs> you, <laughs> and, uh, you think that's bad? I've been coming in ass first for a month. Yeah. <laughs> and then here comes me jumping along. Oh, let me stick this tube down his throat and suck out all everything that's in his gut. Oh, man. And yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I'm always nice. I actually put all the bugs back. I stick the tube back down his throat and push all the bugs back in. God, wouldn't that it suck, it- though? You're like, all right, I've been eating for like three hours. I'm full. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody comes along and just takes everything out of you, and you're like, ah, shit. Now I got to start back over. Back to the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> you start fresh. Yeah. well you know what's really cool is when you go to pump them and uh it's like near the spawn time and you you pump them and there's little baby fishes inside there you can see them swimming around in your pump Mm, (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah Yeah. i'm just kidding riverside sushi Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like squid salad. Well, you know, the good thing is they're not crunchy yet, so you can chew them up pretty easy. Yeah. You don't have to take yeah. away about the bones. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. They just go down easy, it's too. Like a booger. 
Uh, All right, next topic. Wait, 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 you gotta stop. You guys have a second. So, uh, my kids have got like a little snotty sinus nose thing, and uh, I made all of them do their very first like sinus rinse that they squeeze up their nose, and the water comes out. Have you guys ever done that? Uh, oh, God, the pot thing. Yeah, but it's not the one you turn your head, you just squeeze this little thing. Oh, anyway, my old. <laughs> My oldest Ugh. son, dude, I felt bad for him. He squeezed it, and there was so much snot up there. It just, like, came right back out the same nostril. Oh. And so you had to, like, <laughs> blow it out. And there was a line of snot, like, eight inches long. He's like, give me a towel. Give me a towel. And I'm like, I'm literally oh on the God. side of the seat just going, <laughs> <laughs> my middle son is laughing his ass off. Dude, is, I don't know I'd rather be congested. Yeah. Uh, it's something going around, man, because I've had like this head cold since the last time. Right. And Jeez. I have so, I mean, I shit you not, it's going to be gross as hell. I have so much snot. It is unreal. Dude, get you one of them sinus rinse things, man. Like, I mean, if, I, if I hawk up a loogie, it's, it's seriously like I'm spitting an oyster every time. Uh, <laughs> well, dude, if you, uh, really, if you really want to play some games, just like spit it. Like in a sock, and then like hide it in the bed, so your wife's like, oh, "What the hell is this? Who is this? Let it get dude. all hard, crunchy." Yeah, yeah dude. There you go. <laughs> Stick a couple of them together. <laughs> all right, okay, 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 okay. That's enough, dude. I'm gonna actually throw up, dude. So yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just glad it wasn't me that took it off the rails this time. Yep. <laughs> Damn you, right? I know. All right, another topic, dude. To figure out something else to say. Dude. <laughs> another topic. Yeah. Scotty, you, you want to guys... pick one? Oh man, can you, you have uh, one? He had one about I a boat. Don't. He had one about a boat and wading. Oh, what? Wade fishing versus float fishing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. Uh, yeah, we could talk about that. I think uh, you know, for me being a wade fisherman. Mostly, I don't have a boat. I don't. Uh, I don't fish out of boats very often. I enjoy it when I do. Yeah, uh, definitely but, fun. Yeah, it's it's a different experience. But for me, like I get kind of hung up on like when I see a run, a nice run. I just want to work that water. I want to get out. I want to pick that water apart and fish it like I would normally fish it on foot. But you end up drifting through. You get one pass through that run and it's like oh my god there's got to be 20 fish in there i could sit there and pick off eight or ten of them if i was on foot but uh but you know the trade-off is that you know you're covering seven or eight miles of water so you know you may only get a shot at one fish out of each hole but you're hitting 50 holes instead of six so i mean i i i get it but it's just a hang-up for me but, you know, I think uh, for somebody who doesn't fish out of a boat a lot, uh, line management is very different uh, fishing out of a boat. Your men's are totally different. It also depends on, you know, who's on the sticks and, and whether there's multiple people in the boat and they're keeping the boat, you know, positioned for the guy in the bow or the guy in the stern or they're doing whatever. So you're constantly having to adjust for different conditions than what you typically are faced with when you're stationary. I mean, you're standing in one spot, you're dealing with the hydraulics of the water and that's it. Uh, Not that that's always super straightforward, but 
there's a whole lot of different variables with the boat because you're disconnected from the brain that's operating the boat. When I'm fishing, I know exactly what I'm doing, right? I know exactly what my arm's about to do. I'm making the decision to throw this bend. I'm observing the water. But when I'm fishing out of a boat, I go to throw a mend and and the, the guy on the sticks moves the boat out a little bit because he thinks he's getting a little too close. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit, I need to throw a, a different – I should have thrown a different mend. So it's just – it's hard to get in sync sometimes. Um, but it's a total blast to spend a day on a boat with, with cool people and, and have fun. It changes the game. You can cover a lot more water. Uh, you see a lot more of the river. Um, you're, you're together the whole time. Like when we fish on foot, somebody wanders off upstream, somebody wanders off downstream, you know, you're giving each other space. When you're on a boat, you got three guys, bang, 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 you're, you're together the whole time, which is, which is fun. Um, but you know, and, and it's also a lot more work. I mean, especially if you're the guy who owns the boat, uh, it's a lot more work there for you and having a boat, you know, it kind of, you're not going to go out by yourself, right? With a boat. Yeah, you could uh, just to and, row down and then get out. And then anchor and get out, yeah. I, I don't know that a lot of people do that, but, uh, you know, well, I think if I had a boat, I'd probably end up rowing a lot more than I fish now. You know, <laughs> you'd fish a right. lot less. But, and, I mean, the one thing that kills it for me is I, I got to have a banana, you know. I got to have a banana with me. <laughs> that phallic disease that you have is terrible. Oh, I got to have a banana. So. Banana. Uh, if i can't bring a banana then i'm out (laughs) yeah it's um you know like you said we don't i know i don't do a lot of boat fishing you know a couple times a year maybe but it's it's more like uh you know when you're standing in the river all you got to worry about is standing you know when Mm -hmm. you're standing in a boat you got to worry about standing you got to look ahead you know, see what the water's doing, which way you're going to brace yourself, which side of the river you're going to switch over to. You know I mean? There's so many variables as opposed to standing in a run and, you know, just, just doing your thing. There's a lot. You I mean, right. you've got to really worry about your safety more on a float than you do on a wade. Yeah. That is, that is, unless the water's high. Well, I know what you're saying, yeah. Because really all you're going to do is just fall out of the boat or fall in the water. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, you just you just hate to get caught off guard, you know, right. on a float and yeah. get kicked one way, and then you're out of the boat, and you're like, oh, oh shit, right? Huh? See. Yeah. Well, Luckily, I haven't had to worry experience that one yet. Uh, it's coming. It'll come at some point. <laughs> yeah, we've it's we've just, uh, yeah. I've been on a, on floats on the recent trips down to the one where we've hit some mystery rocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and the ones that you almost fall in, those are the ones you shit your pants on more than actually yeah. going in. Yes. Yeah. And it seems like the ones that uh, you do go in are like by the takeout or right when you put in. I yes. don't know why. It's just like you're oh, getting, so then, yeah. if you're going to get wet, you might as well get wet before or after. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. 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 Well, yeah, the other thing about being on a boat is like getting in and out of it without catching your foot on something and breaking a fucking rod that doesn't yeah. belong to you Stepping or, you know, it. shit Ooh, like that. Point. It's like, put your rods you in know, tubes, when, people. 
Yeah, when you're not when it's not your boat and you're not familiar with it and you're just a guest and it's like I don't know where my feet need to go. I don't know how to get from the bow to the stern if we're switching spots or doing whatever, like where to step, where not to step, what's the it's like all that kind of stuff is uh it, it you know, weighs on you and you're like, Oh, I'm not really sure about yeah, that. Just pull that shit over and let us do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do not ask me to switch spots in the middle of the river or we will all end up getting wet. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> oh, man. I think boat fishing for me is kind of like golf. It's like it's the the experience is going to be 100% dependent on who you're with. Yeah, you're with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the way I look at it is wade fishing. I feel more intimate with the river. I feel that I can look at the river, see the microcurrents working. Like Scott's saying, I know where my flies are going to be. When I'm in a boat, I am covering water. I'm trying to get as good as drifts I can for as long as I can. I'm looking, you know, if if we got a guy that's rowing the boats, keeping you on tight with your drifts, it's you've got to throw men's in there. You've got to be paying attention to what the guy, the guy that's rowing the boat is doing. But I'm looking for a you know, a 30-yard, 50-yard, 60-yard drift. And the longer you can keep your flies or your indicator on that water, you're going to hang a fish at some point. You know what I'm saying? So, and uh, it's and it's different if you're in the front and the back of boat, too. You know, yeah. the, the guy rowing the boat, sometimes it's me, but uh, you're looking at the guy in the front all the time. You're looking at his indicator. You're looking at his flies or whatever. The guy yeah. in the back's got to be... But, you know, the dude that can can fish by himself, kind of, you know, because yep. the person rowing's not going to be there. I personally, and I wrote this the other day, um, I'm getting to the point where rowing a boat, I'm I'm more about just paying somebody to take me down the river. I don't want to row it. <laughs> if it's got a motor on it, dude, I'll, I'm on it. Just let me know, dude. I'll rip it up, but I just do not, man. There's just no brakes on. I just I don't feel comfortable because if I hurt somebody uh, or kill somebody rowing a boat, man, I just am, I'm done. I'm done. I mean, that's a game. So changer. you're not comfortable letting the river roll you down through the rapids with you on the sticks, but you're comfortable running up the rapids with a 50 horse jet on the back of your boat. The second you let off that (laughs) throttle, that's the brakes, baby. You stopping. You stopping. You can get up out of it and get in it. That's a good point though. I mean, when, when the river's taking you and all you can do is, is row against it, you're, you don't have any brakes. You have no brakes, man. All you can do is back row as hard as you can and point that bow at the spot that will fuck you up. And that is just like <laughs> brain, brain damage for me, man. You know, so, I mean, I can't row that great, but, I mean, I can fumble my way through it. But I just, am, if I get somebody hurt, man, if I if I killed one of you two, oh, my gosh. I've got well, insurance. Yeah, and it. Oh, dude, wife, it's all right. I'm worth. I'm worth more dead than alive. That's what I was gonna say. Maybe, maybe yep. I'll talk to you guys' wife a little bit later on. We'll yeah, go. that'd be a big payday for uh, for my wife. And yeah, kids. this is this is you, dude. You're talking to. It's a wonderful life right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally worth yep. more dead than I am right now. Yeah. Yeah, Every time good. a fly fisher drowns, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> Every time Rob kills somebody when he's rowing a boat, 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all I need. <laughs> An angel gets its wings and mommy buys some rings. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and gets a new boyfriend. There and, you go. You know, your kids become bastards once you die. Okay, we got uh, 14 minutes left on my battery oh. on my computer. So, Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Wrap it up, fellas. Just, Keep just, moving. <laughs> What's funny is Scott and I will just sit here and ramble on about shit, you know. Just, oh, yeah. I can say I can save my gear review for next time, but there okay. is one more thing I want to cover. So Uh-oh, do here, your thing, do and I'll I'll get it in before the end. Yeah, cover it. What you got? You sure? Yeah, do it. I've been talking a lot this time. That's okay. Ooh. Well, so the last time I went out fishing was with Dan. We fished uh, uh, with Ryan Gleason up. And uh, in 11 Mile Canyon, mm-hmm. banged a bunch of fish. It was cold as shit. It was like, I don't know, four degrees when we got there. Had a great time, hung a bunch of fish. And then uh, we went to the F3T, the Fly Fishing Film Tour. Oh, yeah. And uh, sponsored by uh, Angler's Covey down in the Springs. Yeah, you. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it was kind of funny because uh, so they had this raffle, right? And they did it a little differently than everybody else. It wasn't like they'd say, okay, next up for raffle is this, you know, Yeti cooler, whatever. They had everything up on stage and you could go down and walk around and look at everything. They did what was called a speed raffle. And uh, basically they would call your number and you go down there, and it was like the price is right, man. You like, and you start running down the stairs to get to the stage and <laughs> pick whatever you want, right? No but shit. they're calling numbers, so the person coming behind you is going to pick something too. So you got to get up there and figure out what you want pretty quick, right? And so they had like a twenty five hundred dollar freaking kayak up there, like a pedal fishing yeah. kayak. That's right, uh, your business right there, buddy. Yeah, and so. Uh, Anyway, there was a whole bunch of stuff up there. So they called my number third. And so I go down there, and I'm like, all right, I want that kayak. And just as I said that, the dude had the mic. is like, okay, the kayak's spoken for. The dude right before me took the kayak. Damn it. So, but what I did end up winning was a uh, an ultimate rod case. Yeah. So pretty stoked about that. Dude, uh, I nice. love mine. I love mine. I got mine a year ago. Well, it's been longer than a year ago now. And I love it, Scott. I was so excited when you won it, dude. I was like, yeah! <laughs> so awesome. So the really cool thing about it was uh, the one they had raffled off was a nine-footer. And, uh, oh. you know, I was like, eh, I kind of oh. want a ten-footer, you know. <laughs> Put my rods in. Mm-hmm. Right. So the dudes – so Earl and Graham – uh came up i was like we were in the way back of the balcony like the top balcony we were all the way against the back wall of the of the theater they came up and found me and were like hey you the guy that won the rod the rod case like yeah freaking cool man and they go well we just want to make sure that you can get it home and i said well you know i was kind of thinking i'd like to uh find out what i need to do to upgrade to uh a 10 footer like i'll pay the difference or whatever and and they said, "Oh hell yeah, man! We'll uh, we'll take this one with us." And then he said, "The ten footers are at the powder coaters. We don't have any right now. They're going to be done in a couple weeks. And as soon as they're done, we'll call you up. You bring your truck down. We'll install it on your truck, no charge, whatever. You'll be good to go." I'm like sweet. So uh, yeah, pretty stoked about that. And uh, those guys were just awesome to deal with, See, man. 
I'm so telling far, you, been good. when I ordered mine, Graham and Earl were on it, man. I mean, and they had it shipped. I had to pay a little bit of shipping because coming from Colorado Springs to Idaho. But I got to tell you, man, they – Earl would contact me every day. Hey, dude, this is your – What's going on with your rod rack? Dude, it's this part right here's doing. We're doing this. We're doing that. Do you want this on it? They were awesome. I mean, they're really in contact with me the whole time, man. So I'm nice. super stoked for you, man. Super well, I was talking to Rachel, too, and she said that they're doing a custom custom one for her that's like some color of purple that matches, I don't know what, her truck or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So, Dude. yeah. But then here's the cool part is – my number got called two more times. I got called three times in this raffle. Jeez. It was crazy. I know. I never win that shit, dude. I'm the oh, dude, dude buying like cool. $400 worth of raffle tickets and don't win nothing. And then the guy yeah. beside me buys one raffle ticket and they win everything. You know? yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, well, it was funny, though, because I'd get all the way back up to the seats and we were in all the way in the back of the theater and then they'd call my number and I'd be like, shit, I got to hustle back down there. That's it was pretty ass, funny. Dude. So when I, the last time I, the second time I went down, I was, uh, I was going to grab the glasses. They had some, some nice, uh, some fishing glasses, but they were Costas, so I passed. What? Uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, uh, but I got a, a, a nice big, like four foot by five foot frame print of, uh, 11 mile or the dream stream with spinny mountain in the background. So that was pretty sweet. And then, so the third time they called me, I get down there and I'm like, is there anything left? And they're like, yeah, there's a couple of like gift baskets or something. So I start walking over there and this lady in front of me grabs the, the, this gift basket. And I look, there's only one thing left. So I grabbed it. It was like a hundred dollars worth of tooth whitening strips. Oh, oh, I'll take that. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Uh, Cause I went down there going, Oh, Hey, I'm going to go get a gift bag, gift basket for my wife. And I'm like, I am not going to give her tooth whitening strips. <laughs> no, that uh, all right. that's a gift that doesn't probably turn out very well. <laughs> that's like getting her a gym membership for Christmas. Well, you can always <laughs> well, tell her. That's frowned upon. Well, <laughs> you, Scotty, you can always tell her, hey, you know, you got the whitest teeth I ever came across. Ooh, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh my god i was just about to take a drink i'm glad i didn't <laughs> oh, just thank saying. you oh 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 whoa what wait what <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i've had a good couple weeks man yeah it's been That's a lot awesome, of fun dude some bitch yeah i got <laughs> my, down my, my couple weeks i've been working my ass off Oh, man. You say the word, Steve. I'll drive downtown and fight traffic to go have some ramen with you, brother. What yeah. I ought to do is fly down there, Scott, and go fishing with you for a couple of days. Yeah. Yes, you should. I know yeah. a place you can stay. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's true. Hmm. All right, well. All right. Ah, maybe. I'm going to see what's going on. It's true. <laughs> yeah. you know, I could probably round up a, pe- a person or two that would like to fish with you while you're here. Hell yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, Stephen, do you need anything else, brother? I don't. We need one more ad read, though. I can read one if you want me to, because it's my my doll. Why don't you take us out in style, huh? Okay. Finish this off. Well, first of all, I want to say thanks, everybody on Instagram, Facebook. You guys are doing a great job by actually licking and liking our shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that. 
Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying people that look at it. So, yeah, I always like to thank those guys. And then I also, like every post. I do too. I haven't <laughs> been. That's my fault. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's all right. And then also, I would like to thank 5280 Angler. This podcast is brought to you by them. If you're searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range of Colorado, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you're looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte River system, plan the perfect Valentine's date, or host the ultimate party dog on the water, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guides at 5280 Angler have the passion, the skill, the experience to serve you. Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trips and pics on Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280angler is passionate about service and wild about putting you on fish. Wild about it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That Jay and Ben look like they had a kick-ass time in Mexico. How come I God, wasn't invited on that? Can you believe that? Damn it. Yeah. Banging marlins on fly rods and shit. Rooster fish. I was like, man, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that so, looked like a good time for sure. Damn it. Oh, yeah, I could probably uh, I could probably lift my, my tropical band for a trip like that. <laughs> no shit. Me, yeah, I just want to go somewhere warm. <laughs> yeah. I just well, want to avoid somewhere warm. I know. Uh, not me. I'm ready. So, I just want to fish. Me too. Yeah, I'm a fish tomorrow again. So well you boys have a good rest of the week. Yeah, one more day. One more day. You're done. Mm-hmm. One more so, work day. Hopefully BJ gets better. Scotty, keep yes. up your adventures. Steven, I hope you have to work tomorrow. I do. Okay, good. Oh, your dreams come true. Yes. Yay. So, <laughs> well, I will tell you that I have accepted a job offer. Oh, Oh, congratulations. Yep. So assuming yeah. I can pass a background check and a, a P test, it's it. I'll be, I'll be going back to work at some point and then I'll, I'll be a no fishing motherfucker all over again. Are you going to go didn't... work at a Wendy's? I'm going to probably do that. General I thought you were going to be a, a Walmart greeter. I didn't know they drug tested for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nothing that serious? Okay, no. good. I didn't pass the background check, so Jeez, I'm going to be a fly fishing guide. <laughs> hey, that's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I would love to. Believe me. All right, boys. You boys have fun. Steven, get better. I'm trying. Man. I'm trying. I'm, I'm getting I'm a lot better than I was the last time we recorded, though. Oh, good. good. Just got to get all these... Um, Oysters out of my sinuses. Yeah, yeah. You got to get all those eight-inch snot trails gone. Oh, there's a good one welling up in there. All right, I'm out of here. You boys have fun. Push the cough button, Steve. Push the cough button. Yeah, baby. Oh, Robbie. I'll send you a picture. Or the gag button for Rob. I'm going to hang up on you guys. I'll send you a picture. (laughs) All right, boys. Have fun. All right, everybody. You take care. Listen. Rate. Subscribe, rate, review, all that shit, okay? Thanks. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over it.